Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com drink. That's helixsleep.com drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. I'm sorry, am I boring you? No, I'm just very sleepy today. That's all. It's not you. Well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. Can liven liven my uh, my night up with some cool stories. You know I do. But beforehand, I want to say uh, I got my Christmas present from Eva today. Oh yeah, me too. And it was bananas awesome. <laughs> she got me a meat tenderizer that it looks like Thor's Mjolnir, and then I she said, "Oh, there's something else in the bag." And then Christine and I both like sarcastically went, "What meat?" And then she literally bought me a ribeye steak. <laughs> it was like a full the size best. Whole Foods wrapped steak. <laughs> it like one whole big old steak. And I was I've never seen Emma's eyes. They were just my eyes were so glossy. I bet. Right. It was. I've told so many people on the show into your face. I was like, if someone never buys me steak, I mean that's just cream of the crop. Em has literally said the one way to my heart is steak, and Eva just took that very literally, which I just never did. I guess. I, I listen feel bad eva's asking for a raise obviously i see it in her eyes Eva's She's trying like, to take my place here's some steak <laughs> christine who <laughs> <laughs> well i got my i just i can't even express in words how thrilling and creative this gift was so i have talked for a long long time about the big earthquake trademark that <laughs> is coming to ravage us all on the west coast and nobody wants to hear it but uh, instead i Nobody wants to hear it, but like, I mean, we should. But I, mean, I insist regularly and do nothing about it. I just talk <laughs> loudly and make people anxious. Christine's like, you know what? One day we'll die. But it's okay because maybe I'll be prepared. But One day. Maybe I'll be. And then I never do anything to prepare. So Eva gifted me with this little backpack and it's a five-year emergency supply kit for disaster preparedness. Aww. And I... She really, I mean, your eyes looked as big as mine must have with steak in my hands. Wow, we looked crazy, but wow, it was such a good gift and so creative. And I was like, and she goes, oh, just until you make, because I keep saying I want to have a party where we all make 
I've had a vision boarding party. That's fun. But now my new thing is I want to have a party where we all drink and make disaster preparedness kits. You the most know. California thing I've ever heard beyond <laughs> like, the vision boarding. Like vision boarding's over. Emergency preparedness is in. Always pushing to the next step. Right. And so I'm like, oh, and then we get together. We put like emergency supplies together in like bags. And then and maybe that's when the earthquake will happen and we'll all be prepared. At least then we know if something happens. Because <laughs> I live in the constant state of fear. Well, right. about everything, but also about the earthquake. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I've never... I'm like, I'll be prepared. And then I never actually do it. So he was like, until you make your own, here's one to have. And I was like, that's the best gift. Because knowing me, I'll never actually do it. And then one day I'll have five years of food and water and a poncho. I actually, uh, I won't go into details, but one of my past relationships, which I've told you about this before. Details, details. I think I've told Eva about this too. But one of my past relationships, um, her parents were heavy, heavy, heavy Mm. preppers. So I actually, I was with that person for quite a while, for a a long period of my young adult life. And I was trained very well about emergency preparedness with them. And I feel like I know. And are you prepared? No. Well, I know. But only because I haven't thrown my party yet, right? Let's put it this way. I have a whole lot of knowledge that would bode well because of what was just drilled into my brain every time I went over to their house. But have I actually kept up with a stock or anything? No. So no. I'm not physically prepared Aren't right now. Aren't you the one who, when we moved to LA, you guys drank your emergency water and then had to pay BU for it? Yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> thought I'd throw that out there. Well, to be fair, I Mr. also... prepared. I didn't... Uh, I just found water in the apartment they gave us at front, through BU, and I was like, oh, great, I'm going to drink this. And you then I didn't even... a big letter on top that said, don't drink this. I didn't read it. I, it definitely did have a sign that said, don't drink this unless there's an earthquake. And then it like was kind of a culture shock to me. I thought that was just an... I was like, is this in every California house? Just like a bunch of water? Apparently in Christine's house, the answer is yes. It is now in my little red backpack. Thanks, Eva. <laughs> Thanks, Eva. Anyway, it was super fun. And by the way, this comes out in like several weeks. So just so you know, we're still in January technically. So so if the earthquake happens when no, this comes I, out. Well, no. <laughs> I meant because of our, well, sure, there's that. But also the Christmas exchange happened a little late. Oh, but right. not as late as when this comes out. I hear where you were going with that. I was yeah. like. As far as you so know, so if we're all dead, I'm alive. <laughs> That's what I thought was with coming. my backpack. <laughs> I thought you meant like, as far as we know, we're still safe. <laughs> also, if anyone wants to hear more about the earthquake, I have a lot of fun facts. Christina has a lot to say, but oh. I, it's it's all important. It's not like you're saying anything that won't be useful. Yeah, but, at some point. but the, the things that I'm saying are not useful. They're just like scary. And then I'm like, okay, good night. <laughs> I'm like, Blaze, did you know that like the statistics are blah blah blah, and this many people would die in the infrastructure of San Francisco and the fault line? And then he's like. Okay, and then I'm like, anyway, I'm tired. And I, I like roll it. Like, it's not actually helpful information. It's just scary information. You're just keeping everyone on their toes. Yes. I mean, I, I am terrified of earthquakes to a point where if there's even a minor one, I assume, oh, this is the big one. And, like, this is just the beginning. Like, a while ago when we had that earthquake. That, um, right. Back when I lived in Pasadena and Allison lived in Los Feliz. And I thought there was a ghost in my house that night. Yeah. Christine thought literally a ghost jumped on her okay, bed. To be fair, you would have thought the same thing. So don't <laughs> even give me that shit as if I'm the crazy one. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Go on. <clears throat> but I remember I woke up in the middle of the night to like a tiny, apparently a tiny earthquake, but I'm also like not like, used to earthquakes. So to me, it was scary. And Allison was like, let's just go back to bed. And I was like, are you insane? I was like, we have to leave this building. It's going to fall on us. I was, you left the building. Yeah. It was two in the morning and I made her walk around. We went to house of pies. Okay. Well, that's fair, (laughs) but on a work night, but I was still like very panicked. Like, I don't think Allison had seen me like freaked out before, but I, 
it's just truly the fear of like the there's only, nothing i can do it's just it is scary i mean natural disaster yeah and especially because yeah. it's not something you can there's know. no control it's not like and... a hurricane where you're like oh everybody leave this is going to happen right i mean it literally happened while i was lying in bed and i woke up because the bed moved that's and why, everything around me was shaking and i was I like thought there was a ghost my bed just pushed like it felt like somebody just shoved my bed the way geo does yeah but there was no geo it was a ghost slash an earthquake i remember you actually i remember christine actually thought it was an earthquake and then i told her later it wasn't or you thought it was a ghost and i told you later hey there was an earthquake and you were like hey what time was that earthquake and then put it together and you were like never mind it wasn't it was absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) i'm willing to debunk my own fears sure it wasn't walt I kind of wish it was a ghost, though. That would have been way fun. I know fun. you do, but I don't. That being said, is there anything uh, else? Oh, we never told what we what we got each other for Christmas. Oh, did we not? I mean, we have the video oh, for Patreon. Oh, we have Patreon. a Friendsmas for Patreon, but, um, oh, God, what did we? You got me some fun Bob's Burgers toys that I didn't have yet. You got me serial killer playing cards that I did have from you already. Yeah, I but double bought. Now we can play extra cards. <laughs> <laughs> extra serial killer. <laughs> um you got me uh, a krampus t-shirt which is i'm gonna be wearing on tour because i'm so excited about it it was the shirt i tried to get you last year but they didn't have it in your size uh, so that shirt's been waiting around for you it is a great cl- it's a classic um i also got you um teddy yeah yeah the bob's burgers teddy oh, oh. Uh, fungo pop um i'm trying to think i mean you got me a pillow of geo <laughs> and i've been asked should i stop because of the plane Oh, sure. It's happening, folks. The big one's coming right now. <laughs> this is it. I was always wondering how I'd go. Now I know. Um, no, so Christine got me a pillow of Geo, a travel-sized pillow of Geo, in his little bow tie from the wedding, and precious. And it's a weird little lumpy pillow, but it's perfect for my naps. Yeah, my my goal, my intention was to have it more Geo-shaped, but it kind of came out lump, <laughs> lumpier than expected. And then I also finally, after our entire relationship, I've been asking for you to get me the official, actual, non-rumored recipe to slime from Nickelodeon. Because right. when... It's coveted information. Because when you started at Nickelodeon, that was part of your welcome packet like orientation they give you the actual recipe <laughs> yeah. and, and they're like don't share this and i've been dying for it so for christmas i got the slime recipe the edible slime recipe because there's an edible and a, t- a non-edible yes version. and i have the non-edible one for you as well which is more structurally you knew i was gonna eat it that's why you right. gave me the edible it's more one. fun to make the edible one right um i don't even remember what else you gave me a picture of us from your wedding oh yeah that's a cute photo and a stocking of candy oh you gave me the the chocolate orange i love so much oh yeah 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 and um a license plate from back to the future that you already had four of oh no i have had five of five of i have five different back to the future the exact same one just in case anyone's wondering the license plate that says add time from back to the future and i just keep getting them because i keep thinking i'll lose one and so i just have slowly built up this collection of the same license plate over and over and then when i worked at iss i made a bunch of them so i have quite the stockpile and then christine also got me one for christmas and so now i've just got six of them no no no. it's an even even number so now when the aliens come down they'll see your license plates my serial killer cards and be like wow (laughs) this is what mattered to them (laughs) this is what they stood for (laughs) and the earthquake sucked them in and yep they were never heard from again perfect anyways Anything we need to actually update people on besides our I mean, own lunacy? When this <laughs> our own lunacy. When <laughs> you like that? I love that. <laughs> when this comes, that's a great word. <laughs> you know that comes from lunar, like the moon. 
Really? Yeah. Like, oh, they believe that the moon like affected your mood and your uh, your behavior like a uh, like a werewolf kind of. Oh, I was thinking. Well, I was thinking that, but I was thinking more um, specifically like women on like on their periods. Yeah, yeah, that that too, which I think went into like PMSing. And... You could be a quote then lunatic, right? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What are yeah. you saying about me? Because you know hormones are a bitch. <laughs> No one can take it seriously, apparently. I'm on the rag. Oh my. Um, I'm not actually. Oh, congratulations. Are you pregnant? No, thank let, God. Let that be the update that we tell people. I'm also uh triangulating my own uh menstrual cycle now. So Oh good. You're welcome. Well the moon and the tides were already doing that for you. So oh, they were doing it before it was cool. I know. <laughs> um anyway, the only thing I have to say is we've been on tour. When this comes out, we've been on tour for like two weeks all over the place. I think we're going uh, when this comes out next weekend to uh oh to like brooklyn and new jersey and i don't think those have sold out yet so buy tickets same with our hometown our our friendship's hometown we're yeah. gonna be in boston next week yes we're gonna be in, oh no that same week yeah you're right boston so please please help us sell out the wilbur because that would be poetic justice i think for we're already, already pretty close we only have like 35 tickets i left. know but that means okay Come if on. they're still there, buy them. But otherwise, go to Brooklyn and New Jersey because we have not sold those out yet. Okay. Just Especially. buy all of them. Actually, if you go could to just, all of them. just hop on the same plane that we're on and Be just a groupie. do the... Yeah. Just buy a ticket everywhere. Be our groupies, please. That'd <laughs> be fun. Um, okay. So yeah, that's all I have to say. Okay. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter 
has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, okay. Okay. You want to tell me something? Our, your last two were the time travel. Yeah. That was a riot. A doozy. A doozy. That was actually probably one of my favorite ones I've ever done. I was thinking about that for the last 48 hours. That's all I've thought about. Really? Yes. That's a compliment. Thank you. Truly all I thought about. Well, I uh, I think I actually have never... Not never. That's really just such a joke. But there are... Since I cover so many interesting stories, it's hard for me to top myself these days, I think. Like, I, cause <laughs> Sorry, I'm always, that sounds so funny. I can't even top myself. I mean, I'm just amazing at everything I do. I know. But I'm always talking about really cool ghost stories and really cool alien stories and really cool, you know, conspiracy theories and folklore and all that. But so I feel like I'm almost jaded by how cool some of these stories are. And right. this one, like, not only was something that blew me out of the water anyway... But this is also a story that I really have cared about since high school. And so I had Ooh, a lot of passion behind it. You're really throwing out the good stuff this week. Oh, well, that was for two weeks. This is just going to be a crap story, apparently. This is a crap story? It might be compared to my two weeks of passion no, and my be time travel. My two weeks of passion. The M story. <laughs> a new romance series. Um, yeah. So let's see if this one if this one bodes well to you. If I you enjoy am it. very excited. Um, let's see. All right. This is a ghost story because I haven't given you one in a while. Um, this it's the time my bed shifted in the night. I, that's actually the exact story. And Walt pushed it. That's exactly what happened. It wasn't an earthquake. Oh, my. I don't know how to explain that to people for 20 minutes. Um, let's move on to something we else. We can do it. If anyone can do it, we can do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to stop interrupting you. Go no, ahead. you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I'm actually glad you're interrupting me because I'm getting, as I keep looking at the word, I'm getting more and more nervous that I'm going to have to pronounce it. Do the microphone. <laughs> Do you want me to just keep keep jiving and yeah? Maybe I'll never have to tell the story. Um, so we'll just keep Eva here for the next forty two hours <laughs> until we forget why we came to begin with. So this is a haunted house in Sweden. So excuse me already for the name. Does it sound like IKEA furniture? Kinda. Um, it's called the, and I'm I'm sure I'm gonna I'm a dumb American who doesn't know Borgvatnet. I like how you do look at me like I'm going to know. Well, you know German and Can German and it? Swedish are basically the same thing in sure. my stupid brain. Definitely. Borgvatnet Vicarage. Yeah, Borgvatnet. Okay. And then Vicarage is an English word. Well, it's also known as the House of Priests, so we're just going to call it that. Oh, yeah. The M. Schultz story. The M. Schultz story. Two weeks of passion in the House of Priests. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no, XL. I don't want it. Control Z. Um, okay, so it to is all of it. six hours north of Stockholm, and that was just a fun fact for you. Apparently. I went there one time. Did you? Yeah. Stockholm I... or Borgvatnet Vicarage? <laughs> I went to the House of Priests. Oh. No, I did It's not. like the House of Pies, but holier. When I was in Stockholm, I threatened to jump into the river because my... Ex... Zach Baggins didn't reply to you? Or... Yep. 
I got blocked. No, my ex-boyfriend told me that night that he was cheating on me. Oh, you told me about this. I'm going to jump into the Swedish river. Oh, you always told me you had an issue with Stockholm, but you never really told me why. That was the issue. Also, beers are like $14, but that's besides the point. They're like, well, we have universal health care, but I was like, well, I'm not here for that. I'm here for beer, and it's $14. (laughs) But All right, good to know. I am trying to I remember one time I mentioned Stockholm to you, and you're like, Mm. It's like fuck Sweden, and you were like, "Whoa, <laughs> like, whoa!" Didn't even know that was a trigger. Like, I almost dove headfirst into like, trigger a warning. Sweden, <laughs> freezing cold February. Like, okay. Anyway, so this is the story about how Christine almost jumped into a river. It's actually pretty tragic. So, buckle up, guys. Well, Gia's having. Gia the time remembers. <laughs> he's feeling it in your soul. Mom was so sad. Oh no, he's just being a dick. Look at those happy paws! Look at those happy paws! Also, did you put perfume on little Gio because he smells so pretty today? No. He smells like his the, the top of his head smelled like perfume. Oh, sometimes that happens if I have lotion on. Oh, okay. I know. I was like, it's not me. <laughs> smell my own armpit. <laughs> that is the haunted horror story of this week. <laughs> and before Eva came, I put on deodorant because I was like, mm, <laughs> who I'm kn- gonna have to hug her? Who knows when I've seen this? with the happy happy smile we should still do blooper reels sometimes because this is a wild trip i like how instead we've just incorporated them right into the real time yeah, we don't give a <laughs> fuck anymore it's like oh our armpits should be in the blooper reel no they should just be in the real the thing. world should be forced we have armpits and we're proud okay listen women sweat especially me mostly me i sweat a lot i, I hear you sweat a lot a, a lot of lot. a lot of people listen to this really think you sweat probably a sweating problem I think you, I think though that you probably sweat like mentally a lot more than you do physically. Maybe. Because you never look sweaty. I think it was an issue in high school and I, so now I've like installed it in my brain as mm. a perpetual issue. I hear But you. like my mother would buy me like all natural deodorant and they never worked. And so in my head, I'm like, you know, like, oh, I'm boy. in trouble at school. Nobody <laughs> likes me. See, I don't care if I look sweaty. It's more, do I smell good? Exactly. I have I have gotten the compliment when we went to uh, a couple places, but I remember in Nashville, three different people told me um, when we did the meet and greet at the bar mm-hmm. after CrimeCon, mm-hmm. three different people were like, oh, it's so nice to know that you also smell really good. And I was like, two of those people may, be, may have been drunk me. I did tell you that a lot that day. You did tell me that too. But I forgot you're about right. that. People did tell you at the bar. I was just teasing. People but were very nice. You did nice. smell very good that night. Thank you. And actually, I posted a thing on Instagram being like, make an assumption about me to see what happened. And so many people were like, you always smell nice and look put together. And I like (laughs) guffawed and then I showed Blaze and he laughed so hard that I was like, fuck you, Blaze. Like the fact that you're reacting so virulently to like, wow, Christine smells nice all the time. I think you smell nice all the time. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'd like to think I smell nice. I'm really <laughs> aggressive with my deodorant. I'm just very anxious always that someone's going to catch me on a smelly day. Yeah. Can you imagine after the earthquake, we're going to be screwed? Look, if I'm going to survive the earthquake, I better smell good doing it. Oh my it. God. Eva, did that backpack have deodorant in it? Because I'm going to have to stick some in there. Uh-oh. 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 Anyway. Um, anyway. 
Uh, I think we were in the middle of asking some deodorant company to be our sponsor because oh, right. we're, on, we're on our way to that. I'll take Ban or Secret or Dove. So any of them. I like Dove. I like Dove. Yeah. 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 As okay. long as they don't give me the blue gel. Because remember I had third degree burns under my armpits? Like legitimate. I, did I show you that? Yes. Like it's skin like, coming it off was, of you burns. Did I? Oh, we, you didn't know like us yet, Eva. chemical burns. They were chemical burns. Yeah, it was terrible. Apparently, there's there's a certain brand that I didn't say at the time, and I won't say now. But there is a brand of deodorant where the blue type, instead of like the white chalky version, if you do the blue gel type, there was like a a whole bunch of people getting chemical burns. Yeah, we from googled it. it. It was like crazy. And then I, what my guess is, is just all the people that get chemical burns from that happen to have some sort of allergy to what's ever in the blue gel version of it. Yeah. Because if I get the white powdery version of it instead, I'm fine. Yeah. I think it's just an allergy or something. Probably a chemical in it or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, anyway, if you're listening to deodorant sponsors, I would like only white versions. They're like, well, fuck that. We don't want to be involved in this <laughs> chemical burn <laughs> nightmare. I will make sure to say you don't give me chemical burns in our ringing While endorsement. While M's skin is falling off. Wow. Does anyone want to hear about this haunted house that we keep nah. avoiding? Okay. The House of Priests. Six hours north of the place where Christina almost jumped off a river. <laughs> um, the building itself was built in 1876 for priests of a local church. And right away there's death. So <laughs> good. The first death here was um, the priest living there at the time. His name was Pear Headland. And his wife, Marta, they were living in the home from 1900 to 1908. And so I guess not, there wasn't death right away, maybe like 24 years in. So they were, they moved in 1900, stayed there until 1908. In 1907, Marta, the wife, she died giving birth to their 11th child. Oh my. Which like, maybe your body just gives up after 11. That's a lot of kids. So he buried her body, a pair, his husband. Yes. She and Wait, I don't know he if he was the, a priest? Yeah. Like a Catholic priest? I don't know what kind of priest, maybe. I mean, can't you be if you're married beforehand or something? Can't no. you then? No? No. I don't know. You can't even have sex. You have to be celibate. Well, I don't know how to, what's it I didn't study this. All I know is I'm telling you he was a priest and he lived there. He buried her body in the backyard. Maybe it was a maid or something. I don't know. It very much said his the priest. Yeah, wife. yeah. maybe he was like a different deno- like denomination, de- Christian denomination. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, so he buried her body in the backyard, but he was going through a very intense period of mourning, and the villagers nearby told him that he needed to bury her in a proper cemetery instead of the backyard. But I guess he had some sort of snap he just kind of snapped and he ended up digging up her body and leaving the area with it over his shoulder and taking it with him and nobody knows where it went and nobody yeah oh nobody knows where either of them went either of them no oh fuck so uh that was the first creepy thing to happen oh Oh. (laughs) he was resting his little furry chin on eva's laptop he's so seepy oh take a picture yeah oh he knows i'm talking about you Look at those happy eyes. Okay. So also in the 1900s, um, a 19-year-old maid became pregnant by a priest. Uh-oh. And it is very implied that she was assaulted. Okay. Um, she, of course, the story has to get worse, doesn't it? So she Always. ended up getting pregnant. And once she started showing, um, the priest locked her outside in an enclosure in the backyard so she couldn't escape. Stop. That is some true Hashtag crime. thanks, priests. 
so thanks priests all around thanks house of priests so <laughs> it's like house of pies but so much worse <laughs> that's what i said i was like it's like house of pies but holier i did not even hear that oh sorry you'll tune in maybe on the 27th and listen to this and usually yeah. i'm i'm half here it's okay <laughs> it's kind of like um kelly in the office of like i don't even listen to myself anymore <laughs> I, who knows <laughs> what did i say who I knows no what idea. comes out of my mouth i don't know um so okay yeah so she's in an enclosure in the backyard and she's still pregnant too um great so she ends up giving birth to the baby she also snaps for good reason i mean she was trapped in an enclosure after being assaulted by this guy and she snaps a little too far and she murders her baby oh so did she have the baby so she gives birth to the baby and then kills the baby right oh, away oh gosh and she she buries the baby somewhere on the property, and it's said to be in a corner of the house, where the current house is. It's supposed to be in one of the, the corners. The grave, you mean? Like, the grave of the baby? or the? She, like, she just, like, dug up ground right. and put the baby in there, and that's, and, and know, that's currently one of the corners got of it. the house that is this vicarage. Got it, got it, got it. Um, so, so it's sad. near the perimeter of the house. That's sad. Um, but so every priest and family that has lived there has had experiences, has had... Um, has had paranormal experiences oh good and the ghosts began in 1927 okay oh that's um, pretty quickly though like you said like yeah i mean it's quick enough it's quick enough yeah like two decades later yeah and so it started with strange noises and quote unholy dreams <laughs> which who knows what that it's means my house that could- <laughs> every night <laughs> but okay um so the resident priest at the time was a chaplain named i'm gonna I've never heard this name before. Nils or Niles? Niels. Niels? Mm-hmm. Okay. N-I-L-S? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Niels Hedlund. That guy was in Sweden with me. I'm not kidding. What? A guy named Niels was like our uh, tour guide or whatever. Was he the one that saved you from jumping out of the river? No. He was busy playing cards. Oh. Um, well, so this guy, he was now living in the vicarage and he went up to the attic one day and this is the first ghost that anyone has seen okay before this how i said that everyone has had some sort of an experience everyone up until then has like been a cause for the future paranormal experiences okay so like a death was involved or something right so Niels goes up to the attic one day and he looks out the window and he's looking at the uh i'm such a millennial the balcony where where you put the laundry the string oh my god what do you call it the laundry line i'm so i know i sound really horrible right now what is you're just gonna watch me freak out about well it? i'm thinking because my mom clothesline yeah clothesline god i do i want to confirm that i do know what a clothesline is because episode two was called clothesline cookies <gasps> that's right i just she was <laughs> so sad <laughs> because at the whaley house a little girl died from running into a clothesline and it cutting her by her neck and M because was like, she smelled cookies and was running into the house and M was like that is i was like that's the way i'm gonna go death. you know allison says that was the moment she realized she liked me because she was listening you know i think she's told me that before she was listening to the episode while she was still in tanzania and she heard me say that's how i want to go episode two clothesline cookies and the lone band-aid i think it yeah. was called yep oh i love you we've come so far we have but i would still die that way <laughs> happily but literally nothing has changed <laughs> but 100 episodes in and i stick to my there are plenty of it. times where you've said this is how you would die and it's always just like drowning in gin or yeah. wine or some I, sort of alcohol related murder. i mean that would be you i would want to drown in like pudding or <laughs> cookies or steak sauce but steak that was sauce. the only thing eva didn't get me for christmas so <gasps> it's gonna be in your stocking next year i can't i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> so clothesline just i wanted to let everyone know i do know what a clothesline is i just had a brain fart okay yes. so 
So goes up to the attic, sees the clothesline, mm-hmm. and is looking at all the laundry that he should be having that he sh- that should be hanging on the clothesline. And there is an invisible force that is tearing each of the laundry Ugh. one by one off the clothesline and then just leaving them on the ground underneath. Oh, that's rude. Um, and I think he, I don't know how it looked because in my mind, I'd be like, oh, that was just aggressive win. But he said that they were pulling them off one by one. Right. So okay. that makes it kind of like creepier. Kept happening. Yeah, yeah, it kept happening. So that was the first instance in 1927. Now I'm going to do my favorite thing where I try to go floor by floor. Okay. We know I can't do it. So the first floor has a room called the pink room and i will get to that in a second but there's a pink room and there's also a room called the expedition room which i don't know what that means but (laughs) that's what it's called so in the expedition room three people have seen a man three people individually at different times have seen a man sitting at a table that disappeared right before their eyes oh um also the bed will show depressions as though someone's sitting on it and the furniture will move all on its own and in the pink room, the pink room was the childbirth room, apparently, at some point. Good. And babies are heard crying, and women are heard going into labor and delivering babies. <gasps> which is, like, the, like, most guttural scream of all. That's, That's not, like, say. a ghostly moan. That's you don't like want to hear that shit. A woman giving birth. Oh. Um, and people always feel, um, they always sense uh, feeling really heavy and really sad and down in this room. That's terrible. On the second floor, so there was the pink floor pink room on the first floor Love that they call it the pink room well just wait the second floor has the gray room the blue room and the yellow room stop it so okay i don't were they just lazy maybe they're painted that color who knows maybe but that's a very colorful house for it the, seems it right yeah for the i don't know i'm just i mean my rooms would be much more wild than just like one color i'd have like the glow in the dark room you would have all glow in the dark and like camo rooms remember when you moved uh when you came when you moved in yikes when you <laughs> yep remember when you came to visit my fredericksburg house and i showed you all the glow in the dark on my oh my god <laughs> when i was little not when i was little i was like old enough to little, know what i was doing you wrote like fuck on the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> and glow in the dark spray paint and i remember my uh stepbrother and i we tried to my goal was to spray paint the whole ceiling and even coat so i would have one whole glow in the dark ceiling but it was spray paint so like nothing was even about it and also like we got through the entire can and like five swipes right so it was just this weird chunk of glow in the dark square of glow in the dark (laughs) and then we had like i had like my fraternity letters on the ceiling i had like i wrote yolo across my like yolo it's even worse than fuck (laughs) oh my god i but also i remember like i used an entire can of glow in the dark spray paint within like five minutes and then my mom came home and she just smelled the fumes through the whole house and she was pissed Oh yeah, I don't blame her. Um, but then I actually just went home for Christmas, and my while I was gone, my mom painted over all of it. Oh, sad. So you you were oh, the last wait. person to witness it. I did it. see it a couple months ago, so that was recent. Well, because she's doing all those renovations, oh, shit. she apparently had one of the people who came in with a bunch of paint be like, "And paint that too." So, but Yolo is offensive well, to my sensibilities. She got the giant square of glow in the dark, and she got all my fraternity letters on the ceiling, but she missed the Yolo on the closet door, so that's oh, still there. Yolo. <laughs> what i have to say about that (sighs) anyway so we used to sharpie all over the walls in the attic but so it's fine i've seen your house and that thing just looks like an arts and crafts (laughs) wall as an exercise true terror it's just i i have so many questions and there's truly no answers to your (laughs) to your house i just wish there were answers okay anyway no answers second floor gray room blue room room. your whole house is the yolo house for sure (laughs) so um 
going upstairs um, to the second floor is hard. It makes to do it means that it is harder for you to breathe. Apparently, that's as soon as you get on the stairs, it's oh, harder fantastic. to breathe, and you feel a weight in your shoes, so you can't what actually the fuck climb. Does that mean? I mean, I feel like I can't climb stairs to begin with. Uh, that's a bunch of bullshit by somebody who doesn't do good at cardio. <laughs> that's me trying to say I don't want to do the Stairmaster. Um, and my the shoes are getting inexplicably heavy. I just, I feel this weight in my shoes. It's just, it's just me. Dragging me down. In the blue room, there is a painting of a young boy. And uh, the photograph will actually turn out blurry if you take a picture of it. Ew. And uh, equipment, like camera equipment, has reportedly failed near it every time people bring it into that room. Um, the yellow room actually faces a secret room without a door. So there's a room that they just walled off. <gasps> and from inside that wall, there are scratching noises and you can hear feet stomping snow off of boots. Fuck that. And there are shadow people and ghosts of vicars that walk out of the oh, wall. Oh no. There's also a rocking chair that rocks on its own no. and throws people out of it. And moves itself all around the room on its own when you're not there. Fuck. So you, it's like moved into different corners yeah. and stuff? So you can oh. leave and it's in a totally different space. Fuck that. Um, there are images that will appear in mirrors. You can hear footsteps throughout the hallways. Paintings will fly off the walls. There are strange light reflections and smells of cooking. Which I don't hate. Unless it's bad cooking. Um, Maybe some cookies next to the clothesline? Hey, Maybe. I don't know. Um, there's also, uh, several captured EVPs. So they've gotten a lot of, uh, digital recordings of voices speaking to you, both in English and Swedish. Um, there are reports of being grabbed or touched, senses of uncontrollable sadness in certain parts of the oh, house. I hate that. And horrible chills. Um, people have woken up to see, oh, this is the creepy one. People have woken up to see a phantom sofa, uh. like the ghost of a sofa. With three old ladies sitting on it, crying and watching them sleep. And then if you run across the room to turn on the lights, they are still there <gasps> and still cry and still stare at you. And then when you come back in the room, them and the couch are gone. I'm just picturing a like Golden Girls horror crossover. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, if Golden Girls wanted to like just cry and sit on a couch and, and stare watch at me, me sleep. <laughs> they're just probably judging the hell out of me. Like, look what this world has come to. <laughs> uh, but that's the creepiest part. Usually you do something like turn on a light and it's all gone. Or you rub your eyes and it's gone. But yeah. they just are still there. Yeah, and they're crying. That's just terrible. Ugh. Terrible. Today the house is a small cafe. I'm not done, but just today the house is a small cafe with a bed and breakfast. And if you're able to actually spend the entire night there, you will receive a certificate to prove Stop that you remained it. there all night long. Holy shit. There are reports showing that the uh, divining rods, like those uh -huh. those metal rods, they are actually the most successful in communicating with ghosts there. Oh. So there's just a couple things I want to throw in real quick. But so after 1927, where the first ghost showed up with on the clothesline. Yeah. After that, a new priest moved in in the 30s, and his name was Rudolf Tangden. And he saw an old woman wearing gray um, appear in a nearby room, and as he walked up towards her, she vanished in front of him. Then, after that priest, there was another one named Otto Lindgren, who moved in in the 40s. And he probably had it the worst, paranormal-wise, because he and his wife heard unexplained sounds and saw objects move all the time. They heard disembodied steps. They heard music coming from the hall at night when they were trying to sleep. And they also had objects thrown at them, including plates, marbles, rocks, and knives. Oh! That escalated. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, 
hearing music out in the hall and all you want to do is walk over and say shut up but you can't because someone might throw a knife at you <laughs> right it's like uh well it's like it's either marble or a knife are we gonna risk it <laughs> i don't think so um and then while they were there while that while that priest was there in the 40s that was when the girl stayed in the guest room and saw the women on the couch crying at her holy god the next uh one to live there in 1945 his name was eric lindgren and he this was like this is one of the bigger stories that happened there um, is that he got tired from unpacking and he sat in a rocking chair and he was reading a book and suddenly the chair, it happened to be that chair that moves around on its own. Suddenly the chair tipped forward and he was thrown out, but like tip forward by tip. I mean like he was like, it was shoved <laughs> forward. It was like, get the fuck out of my chair. And he, so he tried to sit down again and he felt a strong force enter his body. What? No. Um, and then for as long as he lived there, every time he went into that room, the chair was always in a different spot than when he last went there. Get rid of the chair. Right. Please. So me. other reports include a woman screaming, someone crying, knocking on the walls, and a force uh, and the force of someone pushing you as hard as they can. So like if you're by the stairs, maybe if someone's in a bad mood, they're just going to shove you as hard this as they can. This is insane. One couple was actually making their way down the stairs when something grabbed the husband's arm and dragged him down the rest of the stairs and out into the yard. And he refused to enter the house again, so he slept in a tent on the lawn. Where was his wife? Was she like, see you tomorrow, honey, and just like slept in the house? I mean, I don't think I'd follow him out into the lawn. <laughs> I don't think I, I mean, I don't know, but... Maybe that was Blaze in the future, and you were like, but this is a haunted house, and I want to sleep here. And he was like, I'm out on the lawn, this for sure. This is us in New Orleans. Is that what you mean? In two weeks? <laughs> haunted New Orleans. So several guests have reported waking up to unseen cold hands pressing on their foreheads while they hear screaming. Oh, God. And one guy woke up and felt like there was a block of concrete on his chest oh. while he felt hot breath on his face. Ugh. The father, oh, I guess he was a father, because it says the father also. <laughs> um, he also, the guy with the who felt like there was breath on his face and a concrete on his chest, uh -huh. he also complained that there were branches scratching the window during the night, but then he woke up and there were no trees outside. Ew. Ew, 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 ew. I'm glad he didn't find out till the next day. So in the early 1980s, there was a priest named Tor Forsland, and he came to perform exorcisms on the home, and they were actually unsuccessful. And every time he tried, he just failed more and more. And eventually, he literally ran out of the house himself and fled and never came back. So, so the exorcism literally just... The exorcist was like, uh, never mind. This is too scary for me. Um, so in 2009, uh, Ghost Hunters International did a story there. And... I tried watching it. I pretty much covered everything. I wanted to see if there was anything new right. that I hadn't caught, but I seem to have gotten all of it. So yay me on my research. That's for you, baby. And in 2014, um, two brothers named Tony and Nicholas and their wives, Linda and Sophia, actually founded a YouTube channel called Laxton Ghost Sweden. And so oh. they're their own little ghost investigator team. In Sweden. Brothers and their wives. That's cool. Yeah. And so they became their own YouTube channel. I guess they're kind of known i'm I'm not too familiar with sweden youtube with um, the youtube with the swedes oh with the swedish youtube um but so there were ghost hunters and their wives helped them and it all started for them apparently back in 1988 when they were little kids and on christmas eve their cousin's house caught on fire <gasps> and two of their cousins were 11 and 5 and didn't make Stop it out it. and after that incident when they kept living at the apartment or they kept visiting the apartment and weird things would happen all the time 
So that was like their first like getting hooked into the sure. ghost world. And then it's a very personal entry into Right. Wow. And so then his Tony's wife for I guess as a general present, I don't know what it was for, but got him a spirit box. I got you one one time. Yeah. You did. We should use that sometime. Do you want me to bring it here? Please. Okay. Um, so Tony got a spirit box from his wife in 2014 and they began collecting their own equipment using, or not using, including heat vision, night vision, motion cameras, EMFs, all sorts of meters. And they just kind of built their own little toolkit. Cool. And they actually, which is really cool. They ended up developing their own PMB, which is a paranormal music box. What? So basically it senses whenever there's something within three feet of the box and it'll play music and does the creepiest possible thing that could ever happen with i guarantee it. it a fucking music box like of all things it's like either child laughing or music box right right and so that's what you decide like lullaby humming fantastic um and so actually remind me after this you just really brought something to my attention that i want to address Uh-oh. on the show no, no no it's good but remind me after the story that i want to tell you about it okay um Eva, remind me. <laughs> remind me to remind him, please. So uh, basically it will play play a musical tune if anything comes near it within three feet. But also it will it can make like a little, like a one quick sound or ideally the spirits are intelligent enough that they can actually make it play a whole song. So based on how close, Love. it's kind of like instead of like the light going from red to green based on how close they are or how pow- right. powerful they are, it's how strong the music plays. Oh, <gasps> So Horror. in May 2018, so not even a year ago, the brothers actually bought the Borgvanet Haunted Vicarage. So they actually really? bought it and now live there with their wives. Oh, good. This is literally romantic. what you and I are going to make Blaze and Allison it's do one day. It's terrible, isn't it's it? Like, it's a haunted tower. Let's go. But isn't the garden lovely? <laughs> you'll love That's it That's where you'll here. sleep. That's where you'll sleep. Don't worry. So <laughs> they have said the feeling of being observed, hearing children's voices, and being and watching locked doors be opened on their own are common occurrences. And then this is quite a long quote, but it's worth it. Okay. So I guess they were interviewed and it was, how was your first 24 hours here after you moved in? So this was the quote. All of us had dizziness, nausea, headaches, and a feeling that we weren't alone and that they knew who we were. We tried to document down as much as we could during the only night we had, because they were, I guess, moving in between. Oh, so okay. they only had one night originally there. Um, as much as we could during the only night we had, but because we were so affected, we got out of the house on a number of occasions and we came out dizzy with a headache. We placed the paranormal music box, PMB. We placed it on a table aiming at the couch and we heard, oh, Gio's bored. No, he heard Zandy come home. Sorry. Aw. I'll let him go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Who's that? Is that Zandy? Zandy, okay, we placed the PMB on a table aiming at the couch, the PMB being the paranormal music box, and we heard a faint pling sound from the music box. The atmosphere in the room is completely different now from before. It's as if we were standing near an old television screen and the hair on our arms were standing up. The room Ugh. was completely static. The PMB picked up again and I asked, is there someone sitting on the couch? After the question, it began to play not just a little, but the whole melody. It was clear that we had contact with some intelligent energy that night. Next, there were three bang, banging sounds through the spirit box. And in the same second as we heard those three bangs through the communication tool, my brother felt three petting strokes on his face Ugh. that corresponded to the music. Ugh. Then, <laughs> this is the creepiest part. Then the machine said, 
Tony Martinson, which is his full name. Holy shit. Yeah. No. This suggests strong intelligence because they couldn't have known my name. Then we found the door to the attic that was hidden because the couch was hiding the second floor. So there was like a couch blocking the door. Me and my brother moved the couch and slowly opened the door to the attic. There was no lighting, so we got out our night vision camera and we walked up the stairs, only getting to the first step. We both experienced huge discomfort and a strong feeling that we should not go. Then Nicholas, his brother, complains about sharp pains on on his back. I lifted up his t-shirt and turned on a flashlight and there were clear red marks that had appeared across his back that were not there before. Things like this happen in each room, but the most popular rooms are the crying room oh. and the blue room. You see figures and you hear crying, and the room that is the most unpleasant is the yellow room, where voices and children screaming can be heard from inside the walls. What the fuck, Em? So that is all of it. What the fuck? The crying room? Are you serious? If there's a room called the crying room in your house, Get it's out. just game over for you. Big problems. Anyway. All over the place. So that's that on that. Fantastic. That's that on that. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w.com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, so none of that apparently recorded. Even the Giovanna part. Oh, fuck. You got to experience something. No one else said no. that's for sure. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Shit. It's okay. It's I'm okay. glad you noticed that. Eva did. I noticed Eva's eyes. Fuck. Oh, I'm so stupid. Truly thank God for Eva, though, because had I not seen her we eyes, we would have gone through the whole ever. story. Because while you talk, I check it all the time. But when I talk, I don't check it. Good to know. Guys, I'm so <laughs> Sorry that I'm a garbage person and I didn't hit record. Em told me all about this gift that Deirdre gave them where it's 
Gladys from Friends, but M's own Gladys, which is called Giovanna, and it's a creepy mannequin. It's beautifully portrait. horrible and horrifyingly beautiful. Haunted. It's haunted before its own time. It's there gonna... wasn't even a ghost attached, but it looks like it could kill me. But since they're just followed by ghosts, there's probably a lot of ghosts attached. It's going to hang above M's and Allison's bed, whether Allison likes it or not. That was the cliff notes. Did you enjoy it? I'll post <sighs> Sorry. a picture. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to post a picture. <laughs> I am a trash person. I sarcastically asked Deirdre for Christmas. I told her I wanted my own version of Gladys. And right. Deirdre, who is the artsiest person I know. Who tiled her mother's own floor. Yep. Without her mom knowing. In the morning <laughs> for no reason. woke up one day and decided she was going to learn to tile, and then she did it, and then her mom came home from work, and her floor was tiled. Also made a set, and that's why I drink cross-stitch. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, sorry, thank you, Deirdre. Deirdre, for that garbage thing that I did. We where... spent 20 minutes talking about how great you were, and no one gets to hear about it. Well, so turd it. text me, and I'll let you know what we said. Uh, well, Deirdre, it was all good things. Um, I said that I thought Gladys was the cat from Friends. Yeah. Rachel's inside-out cat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. Lord. Um, it's Phoebe's art. Anyway. And we also sorry. dabbled a little into the into the story. We also dabbled a little into a lot of geotalk. And now all the dogs of the world won't go crazy. So I guess there's that. Okay, good. I apologize. Wow, that sucks. I'm sorry. Let's start over. I'm let's, so let's start sorry. over. Eva, I might literally make a new ZipRecruiter thing for you. Like a, a number one bullet of like, please make sure Christine has record because she probably won't do it right I thought you meant you I'm were sorry. like gonna you were going to personally write her new resume for her to find another job because no! we're not worth oh, it. Please, there's literally no one else I trust to actually pay attention to my not even misgivings. me. No, I no, I didn't notice until I saw Eva's eyes looking oh, over there. Fuck, I'm such an idiot. Okay, it's well, fine. It's just funny. It's just funny. it's not funny though. That's the problem. It'll be funny one day. No, it probably won't. Oh, to me it will be. Even that episode that we recorded the whole thing, and it never got posted, is still not funny to me. <laughs> It's just terrible and wasted many hours of our lives. We we wasted an entire day, and then I got a text from Christine. Or no, it was before I left. Christine was like, "None of that recorded. Can you come back tomorrow, and we'll act surprised at everything we say." <laughs> terrible. Okay, it's recording now. All right. God damn it. Let's carry on. Okay. Sorry. No. At it's, least it's, every, there. It's fine. Everyone knows that nothing has changed since day one. It's okay. Okay, so this is the story of terrible man Leslie Allen Williams. Um, and like I said to you and Eva <laughs> and Gio, uh, this was a story that I remembered in a, a little gray, granule in my mind, and I didn't quite know where I'd heard it. And then I found out that it was from an early My Favorite Murder episode that I'd heard. Um, and then I decided to do my own research. So MFM and Murderpedia and Associated Press are the fact finders behind my little mm -hmm. little mission so we are oh right and then we called you the messiah because oh right we went back to may 1992 the month before you were born and you said it was the last month it was the last dark month of everyone's world where they're like right. when will he return the last universe of when the messiah will come again and then linda's water broke and <laughs> we all rejoiced <laughs> and christine was one and just in a dark time until you arrived you were just tapping your watch like when the hell are you getting here so we come can start on, this podcast let's go, baby. so may 1992 the world was about to change for the better only for the better but also for the worse because this is a terrible story oh yikes okay so may 1992 39 year old leslie allen williams was arrested in detroit when police received a call from a passerby who had seen a man trying to abduct a woman uh, police arrested Williams and found a woman in the trunk of his car, still alive, thankfully. Mm -hmm. And the woman 
this is just beyond me, had been at a nearby cemetery visiting her mother's grave to mourn when Williams approached her with a gun, abducted her, stuffed her in his trunk, and threatened to rape and kill her. And that's that's especially the worst because you're finding her, a, a, not only someone who's innocent, but someone who's most vulnerable. I mean, you're at your mother's grave. Like, there's... Yeah. That is just she the most vulnerable person. She was a very young woman. So she was a very young woman. So it was like just she was in tragic mourning for her own mother's loss. Right. And I mean, you're is... very not aware of your surroundings. Oh, totally. Yeah. This is the last thing you expect in like a peaceful cemetery. Right. You would think like, oh, if someone's going to hurt me. It's not going to be... I don't know why I would think that because I guess all the like the bad scenes and the scary places in movies are cemeteries. But also you would think... But you think in an alley or like a dark street at night right. like, where people are lurking. You don't think people lurk in a cemetery. You would think people would see you in a cemetery and be like, you're clearly going through enough. Like, like have some tiny nugget of right. remorse or so, or empathy or right, something. Right, right, right. So it turns out this guy had only been paroled from prison two years prior after serving a sentence for rape. And he had had numerous run-ins with the law, including jail time before that. So it turns out he had a rap sheet many miles long i don't know how many kilometers that is but oh okay four thousand sure 502 sounds good to me and he had been in and out of prison for the past 20 years for everything from auto theft to breaking and entering to kidnapping to sexual assault so there's nothing he won't do there's a whole long 4052 kilometer rap sheet of just every possible crime wow um, after his first arrest as a teen, Williams was released on parole only to strike again two weeks later. So after his first arrest, uh, which was for breaking and entering, um, he was released on parole. And then within two weeks, he was already back in jail. Mm -hmm. So he's just trouble. Just career. Yeah. Just a career criminal. From childhood. Yeah. Um, his last sentencing had been in 1983 when he, when he threatened and abducted a woman and then released her unharmed. Uh, he was sentenced to concurrent terms of 5 to 10 years in prison for the assault and 7 to 30 under the state's habitual offender law because he had already been in jail. So he mm -hmm. got extra time for that. And extra time means he served seven years uh, and was paroled in 1990. So the absolute minimum amount of time. And that is the last time that he had been released from jail uh, before this instance that I started with, the gotcha. 1992 so he had not been heard from again until that arrest, um, which is a woman in the cemetery. So keep in mind, after his first parole in the 80s, he had struck again within two weeks. Now it's been two years of radio silence. Mm. So when they bring him in, they're like, okay, it's a little unsettling that like for two years he's been right. not in jail. But every other time he's been paroled, he's like immediately been captured for something. So the first thing that he tells police is that it's good that he's locked up and he should stay that way. So they're okay. like, <laughs> we'll take your word for it. I right, guess. right. <laughs> and um, then they question his former girlfriend, and she remembers a strange quirk of his. Oh, shit. She says, there's this one field out in the middle of nowhere that he used to visit sometimes. <gasps> why? And she says, he, she never understood why he did that. <laughs> Gio's had enough. It's like, I gotta go find this field. And she also said uh, that that was where Williams had dumped her cat after killing it last summer. Oh! And that! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Let me check on that. Sorry about that, folks. That was Geo... Quite a reaction. <laughs> Geo really had a sense about this. He's like, not my cousin cat. 
Not my cat. Not Junie's distant cousin. So she said that is where Williams had dumped her cat after killing it last summer. And she said, strangely enough, he had a habit of visiting there and she didn't know why. So they were like, great. That's a good, really terrible thing. Mm -hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go check it out. So when they questioned him, Williams uh, confessed to a series of sexual attacks saying he had kidnapped and killed four teenagers Mm. that they had no idea about. He then led officials to rural Oakland and Genesee counties, which are northwest of Detroit, where they found the shallow graves of four teenagers, Cami Villanueva, who's 18, 14-year-old Melissa and 16-year-old Michelle Urban, who are sisters, and 15-year-old Cynthia Marie Jones. The first three, Cami, Melissa, and Michelle, had been missing since last fall and had been considered runaways by the police. Oh, no. Yes, despite their parents' protestations. Right, right. Cynthia had been missing since January. So he tells the police he had stalked Melissa and Michelle, they're the 14 and 16-year-old sisters, uh, in their hometown of Heartland, Michigan, where he used to break into homes. And those homes happened to be the homes of women he met in his therapist's office. Oh, my God. How? That's just twisted and psychotic is that that's twisted so vulnerable vulnerable girl so vulnerable vulnerable. yeah that's true women he met in the therapist's office that's so true um he said he said he saw the sisters eight times over several days while casing houses and was sexually attracted to the way the 14 year old sister walked christ it's just just terrible Okay. Um, investigators say, I found this in another article, that Williams actually kept a scorecard on which he noted his victim's physical appearance. So he would what? literally rape them and kill them and then rate their bodily, like rate the way they looked on a scorecard and keep it for himself so he could remember. Wow. Just wow. like, so like, as like, also as like, um, as a keepsake as well. Yeah, exactly. Like a... But souvenir. like not just degrading them, but also like to, rem- to be able souvenir, to right to do it forever to be able to How degrade sick. them a little bit. Sickening. Mm. Um, and remember, these are like kids too. Yeah, they're like Ugh. fourteen. So armed with a three-inch pocket knife, he jumped from some bushes, put uh, Melissa and Michelle in his trunk, uh, raped them, and then suffocated them to death within an hour of kidnapping them. He then dumped their body in shallow graves. And he later said he made Michelle and Melissa sit on a blanket and talk with him before raping and killing them. Mm. He said, they were nice girls. They didn't deserve to die, but I was so weak and I was afraid to go back to prison. So he just had them sit there before anything even happened? Yeah, he chatted with them. I mean, after he kidnapped them, but he forced them to sit there and talk to him before he killed them, basically. What about, like, what what could you possibly have to say to them or what could they have to say to you without them being just just sicko? He's probably just elongating his... Just torture. Yeah sick so the next victim was cynthia who was 16 um and she and her boyfriend luke in january of that year were confronted in his car he told them so williams told them he needed the car because he had robbed a store which actually reminded me of the zodiac where he would say like oh listen i just escaped from jail right, i don't right, want right, you right. i just want your car and so they'd be like okay take it you know right which is similar in my mind um so he they got out of the car, and then he's like, I'm just going to take you to the woods so you can, like, be out of my line of sight or whatever. Right. Off he, the path. Exactly. So he tied Luke, the boyfriend, to a tree, and then he left with Cynthia. So mm. he left Luke tied up in the woods and took Cynthia with him. Uh, he took her back to his apartment, 
where he raped her repeatedly, each time telling her he'd let her go if she just cooperated this time. What? So literally like psychotic, like um, psychological torture. Uh, and then he eventually stabs her to death <gasps> and puts her in a pre-dug grave that he had already prepared. Oh my God. For her. So this motherfucker is beyond revolting revolting yeah um and then cami villanueva uh, i didn't have too much information on her disappearance and death um except that she had also been raped and had been choked to death which is interesting because she had been choked the uh cynthia had been stabbed and then the two sisters had been suffocated so it's kind of it was like different mo's yeah different mo's which is just odd Although he did say that he had sex with each of their the victims' bodies after their deaths also. Oh, my God. Just beyond. Like, every possible checkbox. He's just ticking. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, so, up until now, he has obviously been let off easy numerous times, um, for even for rape, over the last 20 years. I mean, there are, um, he's been paroled over and over again uh, for, quote-unquote, good behavior and has... I mean, there were times where he, two weeks in, had already raped somebody, and then they still let him out, you right. know, a couple years later. It's just revolting. I really um, hope there's a happy ending to this. Well, happy's a relative term, I guess. I don't know. The happiest version of an ending. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, maybe. So, he's been, over the years, like, obviously let off easy. As easy as one could possibly be let off for this kind of thing. Right. Um, but at this point, when this news comes out, the people of Detroit lose their goddamn minds, obviously, rightly so. Um, and too little too late, Leslie Allen Williams is sentenced to multiple life sentences. Um, he actually said there wasn't even a trial because he says, quote, I don't want to cause any trouble. I don't want to cause taxpayers any grief. I want to be locked up. Lock me up so I don't do it again. I have no control over my life. Ew. Yeah, Ew. Um, while he is in jail, uh, officers sift through his belongings. They find, like we mentioned, some souvenirs slash trophies. Um, they find cameras, crosses on chains, cloth patches, pins, film, matchbooks, and other items that they assume belong to his victims. Uh, they also found a ring that belonged to Villanueva, and they found a photo of the sisters, Michelle and Melissa, that he had taken of them while he was stalking them. Mm. So although he, quote-unquote, apologized for his crimes by saying, like, lock me up, I have no control. Right. Uh, several experts have actually said that it's essentially bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's probably not the terminology they used, but that's what I <laughs> I hope they did. And all the textbooks. <laughs> that word needs to be used more often. I think it's pretty descriptive. And that this behavior is actually typical of serial killers. So this guy, his name is James Allen Fox, and he's the dean of the College of Criminal Justice at Northeastern in Boston. He said that Williams is only sorry he was caught and is trying to manipulate events from behind bars because he knows there's no hope otherwise. Right. Um, He says that Williams is a con man, just like other serial killers. And he says, I don't buy any of it. I would suspect that what he's trying to do now is fool us again. He also added that the reason that uh, Williams was doing so many interviews is because, quote, sociopaths are very needy people who need a lot of attention. Mm. So I was like, fair point. And actually, there was an article or, like, a chapter in some book. I didn't read it too closely, but it is, I just skimmed it. But it essentially said that, like, he was an example of a murderer who used the media to try and boost his own Got uh, it. 
I don't know, public visibility, essentially. Yeah. Um, and that instead of just taking interviews, like he would like wait, he, he would basically wait to be requested for an interview and then decide mm. yes or no. Cause he liked to just have the power of sure. I'll give local NBC an interview, but I don't really feel like giving CNN or whatever. Like being picky on his own terms and all that. Yeah. He wanted it on his own terms. He was giving people, yeah, he was waiting to be requested rather than like Ew. just being an open book. Like it was very creepy and very, like he wanted to, like he wanted people to want him. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to be like a desired in the public Yikes. sphere. It's gross. Okay, so looking back, or actually at the time, but also looking back, um, Williams is considered a failure of the parole system. His story has been used as a warning that prison rehabilitation programs are flawed and do more harm than good. Mm. Uh, his case called for major reform of the uh, parole uh, system in Michigan. Uh, Sheriff of Oakland County John Nichols was quoted as saying, Leslie Allen Williams represents a failure of this entire criminal justice system, particularly the parole system. People like this should not be cycled through the system in and out to prey on other people on the outside, which is exactly what happened is every time he got out, he would find several other right. young women or children. I mean, it was just unstoppable, it seems. Yeah. Um, in July 2000, a local woman shared a memory from 1996. She actually was basically a survivor of his, and she hadn't really known it until later when she kind of learned more about him. Really? She said she had been aggressively uh, stalked by a man before stalking laws were ever in place. Wow. So that was only in the 90s. And Isn't that terrifying? Yes. But only in the 90s are there now. I mean, even nowadays, I don't get me started on stalking laws, but basically, yeah, there was nothing. So essentially, yeah, you're right. Like remembering that was only, what is that? <laughs> the 30, 90s? 30 like, years ago? Not like just 30 years ago, yeah. barely. 96 was like 20 years ago? 30? No. 96 was 23 <laughs> years ago. Okay. 23 years ago. Close. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Um... That's just embarrassing. But not even 25 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And there was nothing. So she said she had been for a long time being stalked by this man and she didn't know what to do. Um, and ultimately, this guy was basically right on her tail and she managed to get away because she saw her mom and her, she and her mom managed to get away. And so when they reported it to police, uh, he technically hadn't committed a crime. So he was released without any sort of question or anything. So she, Ugh. looking back, was like, that's the same guy who had right. been following me. He could have grabbed me and put me in his trunk if I hadn't run into my mom and escaped. Um, so she tells a story nowadays to warn women to trust their instincts, um, even though there are, quote-unquote, stalking laws in place today, sort of. Again. Ish. Story for another day. According to the FBI crime clock, based on statistics from 2010, a forcible rape occurs in this country every 6.2 minutes. Oh, my God. And so if you think about that and the fact that this guy was just released, I think he was paroled four times within 20 years for rape. That's disgusting. Like every time he just raped more people because that's what like, he why was would, doing. Oh, okay. So keep that in mind. Um, and as for Leslie Allen Williams, he is now 65. Uh, as I said, he is serving multiple life sentences. So if there's any good news out of this, it is that at least for now, he is never going to get out again. At least it only took so many trials. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that is the quote 
happy ending. Not really. I mean, he's right. in jail forever, but he's already done enough damage, essentially. Right. Too little, too late. Um, and that has changed, actually, the Michigan justice system. But there's also pros and cons of that as far as, like, war on drugs and being paroled and right. overcrowded jails. And it's a whole thing. So I didn't really want to get into that because I don't personally know much about it. And I don't want to talk out my ass about something I don't really understand. <laughs> sure. Um, but... Yeah, that being said, it's just clearly there was and probably still is a flaw, and he's a perfect example of it. So that's the story of Leslie Allen Williams. Yikes, he sounds really just awful. Terrible man. Yeah. Terrible man. Um, And so I did not feel comfortable doing a horoscope of his today. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't feeling it. So instead, I did an Eva scope. Aww. (laughs) This is a Pisces scope, especially because we have not seen Eva since last year oh technically so i want to give her a little little insight into what her poor life is going to be touring with us for the next four months god does it say tuck and roll and get out as fast as you can close your eyes and power through (laughs) just white knuckle and buckle (laughs) white knuckle and buckle (laughs) okay you won't have to actively launch a charm offensive today pisces not with the moon lingering in your sultry sign. Lunacy. Lunacy, you lunatic. <laughs> Did any of that go in? What? Did that get recorded? The lunacy? That was from, like, your story, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, that would have not made sense anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid point. Okay. You'll be turning heads so hard you could induce whiplash. Hey! Wow. Oh, my. Go, Eva. Bear in mind that once you catch him... It might not be so easy to release them. Oh, my. Wow. Okay. I guess I didn't read this very closely. (laughs) Be cognizant of leading people on and let your guiding philosophy be do unto others. Leave enough space in your jam-packed calendar. There it is. Yep. Found it. For precious me time. Good luck, Eva. Okay. (laughs) But if the muse comes a calling, I assume that's Em and me. If the muse comes a calling, you don't want to let that one go to voicemail. Oh, my. I literally don't know what any of this means. <laughs> I don't know how to translate that, and I don't think I want to either. <laughs> All I saw was, like, your jam-packed calendar. I was like, yeah, this sounds right. <laughs> your precious me time. Probably probably a good idea. Wow. We'll find some hotels with spas and let Eva just... Or let Eva go... Expense it or away. something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that is my story. My scary, scary story. Good. All right. Thank you, kind of. Um, Also... That was a jam-packed episode, though, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Felt pretty crazy. Um, Thank you guys for listening. You can find our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon at ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our website at andthatswhywedrink.com. You can also find our merch at andthatswhywedrink.bigcartel.com. You can also find our uh live shows you can go check our tour at, and that's why we drink.com slash live and if you want to send in your personal paranormal and true crime stories you can submit them to and that's why we drink at gmail.com and they could possibly be in the next listener's story we put them out at the first of every month ooh, ooh. and uh we are currently in the middle of touring so please please uh, be, be gentle be, be nice to us if you're in the audience laugh if we look like we don't know what we're <laughs> doing because we definitely don't um Fingers crossed it goes well. Please don't yell things at us because we don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's surprisingly hard uh, for us to know what you're saying on the stage. So a lot of people have tried to shout some things at us and it's not really awkward. It's not fun to watch us not know what you're saying. And it makes us feel like shitty people because we're not react we don't know what you're yelling so we just shut shut it down just cheer and laugh really loud (laughs) security will not love it so 
but we do, we can't wait to see like hundreds and hundreds of you thousands yeah. of you in the coming weeks oh, Sorry. oh i don't have my medicine oh, oh. i was hooked to a heart rate monitor this morning and the guy was like you need to breathe a little bit more and i was like uh-oh Oh, for your Remicade, right? Before people start asking what oh, happened. Oh, oh, yeah. I posted a picture on Instagram and then I had to delete it because people were freaking out. Because oh. I posted like, haha, hooked to a heart rate monitor. And like my medication is technically like a form of chemo. And oh. so it's a, like chemo transport on the bag. And people oh, were like, what the fuck? And I was like, okay, delete. This happens every month. I'm not Remicade. trying to. Remicade. It's normal. Whew. It's normal. I even put it in there, but I think people just were worried. So right. don't panic. I deleted it. It's all gone. <laughs> I do not. It's not nothing crazy. We're no, no new updates that, that all wild. All the normal. If you hear, if I have another smile tap, please know you'll be the first to hear. You will find out. You will be forced to listen to me talk about it. Um, thank you, Eva, for the steak. And <laughs> thank you, Eva, for my poncho and my earthquake supplies. <laughs> and that's why we drink. drink. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.